Good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night. You know what that's from? It's from the Truly Rotten Potatoes. <laughs> and this is the podcast we're here talking about the very, very movie, London Fields. I'm Morgan. With me today is Mitch. Hey, hey, hey. And Declan. Hi, everybody. It's so good to be back. It's been so long. It's, it's been, been months and months. It's been ages. Been. And we're doing this one live from Declan, Declan's Clubhouse. From the Den Studio here in Canberra. Can't give any more details because I don't want anyone to know. But we're here and it's been like six months or something. We've been really busy. I know I went overseas for a couple of months. I was seeing the sights of the United States. I know Morgan and Hayden have been busy getting ready for Big Reef's premiere. They had a music video that just came out recently. They've got a, their gigs coming up, so they've been making music. And I know Mitch has gotten into the habit of buying VCRs and old CRT equipment. Tell us about that, Mitch. Uh, basically, I've sunk about $1,000 into obsolete technology that will get me absolutely nothing back from it. Uh, it's been great. That's amazing, Mitch. I love to hear it. And it's good that everyone's been busy. We do only have five or six movies left on the list, on the Truly Rotten 0% list that, that we oh, do this yeah. podcast for. And we've just done one more. Hayden's not here. Mm. Fuck Hayden. That's what I always say. He's busy at a child's birthday party, which is you just can't get out of sometimes. Anyway, the three amigos are back. And we're excited. We've, we've gone back to the list. We've done one of the films. It's from 2018. It's called London Fields. And it turns out that this movie was made a few years earlier. We will talk about it at the end, but um, it was one of those ones that premiered at like a film festival in uh, Toronto, International Film Festival, TIFF, TIFF. in 2015. And then uh, didn't come out for like three more years because there was big problems with the director and the producers and there was lawsuits and it was like, I hate this movie. I don't want to be involved. I don't want a name on it and all this stuff. So we can get into that anyway. But Mitch, Morgan, let's go through the plot briefly of London Fields. What are people in for if they watch London Fields? Well, I wasn't there for the first 15 minutes. So you guys are going to have to take the reins for the beginning of this. Oh, yeah. How did this movie open? The same way it ended, remember? They oh, went yeah. back to it and showed the same voiceover and the same scenes. So, yeah, th this movie starts out with some uh, some pretentious waffling from Billy Bob <laughs> Thornton. Um, uh, uh, just just uh, filling it with a, as many, uh, uh, I don't know, idioms and, and uh, word smithing that he, he can. And uh, we open with uh, Amber Heard in a beautiful silk dress. On the cobblestone streets of London. Mm. In what year? Well, uh, yeah, it, it seems like it's like the, the, the 40s or, or something like that. But then, I don't know, with the dress, it's... it's uh, apparently, we're in modern day or, or an alternate future. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know if they ever said this, but um, it, it looked old school London. Mm -hmm. London's an old city. It's got a lot of old roads and streets and bars and hotels and stuff. And that's where I'm like, okay, maybe it's the early 1900s here. And then uh, she's wearing a gown that is maybe like a little too modern. Mm -hmm. Amber Heard is. And then uh, Billy Bob Thornton, who is a writer. He mm -hmm. writes books, but he's got a bit of writer's block. He's done a switch where he's come from America and he's switched houses for a few months with a guy who's an English author who's much more successful than him and repeatedly leaves condescending voicemails <laughs> where he's like, thanks for letting me stay in your shithole in Hell's Kitchen. I'm going to make my character who lives in Hell's Kitchen in my new book way poorer now thanks to the inspiration <laughs> of you. 
and Billy Bob Thornton comes to uh, England to try and get inspiration for his new novel, and that's where he meets Amber Heard. Now, the reason that it threw us off in the timeline is when he gets into this beautiful apartment, because this guy mm. sold millions of books, the guy he's switching with, um, he clicks the, like a voicemail button and like a hologram <laughs> comes up and that's like the first message of like, thanks for the, the swap. But he's doing it in that way where he's like, thanks so much. This is so inspirational that you've let me stay in this shithole. Mm. Um, I'm used to staying in such like a beautiful place, but this will really get my creative juices going. <laughs> Mm, those holograms. So they are really like a, a sort of Star Wars Princess Leia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like blue, exactly the same sort of thing. Um, but I guess that's just to show his wealth. It's just to show that he's on the cutting edge of technology. He can afford this stuff that doesn't exist necessarily. Um, but it places us and plants us firmly in the modern day. Yeah. Or that's, maybe like slightly in the future. But the yeah, other I thing think it's is slightly in the future. They said early on, like London is in turmoil. And, and they said they refer to footage, the crisis yeah, a lot. Yeah. It shows footage of riots and stuff, but it doesn't really say what's going on politically, whether no. there's wars. It, towards the end, it starts to hint that there is a war being waged, but you really don't know if it's just like rioting, if it's one of those like the garbage men are on strike, so the city's fallen into disarray. You really have no idea, and it doesn't really influence most of the movie, which this was a movie, wasn't it, Mitch? This went all the way. This was... But like far and away, like every every movie that we start, it's sort of like you you get the vibe of what you're in for. Yeah. You know, with the with the Nicolas Cage one, you're like, okay, it's it's shot sort of like garbage, but they they did what they could. But this was like the colors were all beautiful. It was beautifully shot. Amber Heard is shot very hornily, uh, which we'll get into how horny this movie is as we go along. But yeah, this movie oh. had like. Real production values. Yes. This, this was like an expensive-ish movie. It had oh, yeah. a few kind of movie stars, maybe people now that are more famous for mm -hmm. for being train wreck-ish than, than <laughs> actoring. But um, not, it, uh, not Amber Heard's first tiff, if you, if, you, if you know what I mean. And it was also like a weird pastiche. It was constantly, there was a lot of voiceover from Billy Bob Thornton, who, yeah. was, who was the writer. So he was speaking in a very annoying, flowery way. And he was narrating what was going on. And it was always doing like shots of stock footage and like the sun mm. going in front of, uh, the moon going in front of the sun or uh, rain and storms. And then and then just like a shot of a frog. Like it was one of those ones mm. that was very like, this is what life is half almost documentary style or something. And when are we introduced to the fact that there's going to be a murder and that it's going to take place on Guy Fawkes Day. Oh, within this, within, the, first, the, first within the first five seconds, yeah. yeah. So his Billy Bob's opening monologue mm. is over shots of Amber Heard walking along this cobblestone at night towards this car. She's in this beautiful gown. It's really lots of shots of her body, like long booty shots and mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, and he's saying like, this story is a is a true story, and it's a story of a murder. And he's really, I gotta say, he's really gravelly and like nice and monotone. Um, mm. And it's a murder. And I know the murderer and I know the murderee. <laughs> and he's just saying stuff like that. So you're like, okay. And what? then she, she walks into this car that's just alone. You don't see who's in the car. She like sits inside it and she says, like, it's you. <laughs> it was always you. Mm. And so, yeah, you know that that's how she dies in a car with someone. With someone. The mystery. But who could it be? And it's this non-linear storytelling that really grinds my gears. <laughs> when are we going to go back to traditional A, B, C, D, <laughs> all the way up to what? Um, 
Zed, yeah, I would say. 2016. I think the the story itself has 24 chapters. Like intermittently it'll mm-hmm. cut to Billy Bob Thornton trying to write scenes and he'll just be like chapter 12. And they all had the worst chapter titles. And there was one time that really threw me in terms of what was real and what wasn't where mm. Billy Bob Thornton was writing this scene about Amber Heard like on a date with this guy and he and it would show him at the computer, he would write and then he would like delete the line and it would go, cut back to the scene of her talking and mm-hmm. she would change what she'd just said. And so you're like, okay, he is writing a fictional version of this because he's also <laughs> recording everything she's saying. He's got like microphones in her apartment and he's using her... Oh, we should say she has she has some sort of clairvoyance. Yeah, she she uh, uh, has always been able to um, uh, predict death. She predicted her parents' death, uh, a, a pilot's death, who she slept with. It, I don't know. It, it seems to be hinting that she may have something to do with it. But yeah, so since, I, since I she was a little in kid. Fifteen minutes into the movie, I I arrived and started mm-hmm. watching it, and you guys summarize that part for me you told me that that was a very important part of the movie and mm-hmm. then that that never happened again like we ne- we never no. <laughs> it was never even talked about that she had clair clairvoyant it's things. more the setup it, it yeah. shows that yeah. she drew pictures of like the plane crash when she was a kid that ended up killing her parents so it's like she gets almost flashes of what's going to happen mm-hmm. and so this last one is a flash of how she's going to die and mm-hmm. so Billy Bob Thornton realizes that she has this power because he reads this folder that she threw out of all the times she wrote about mm-hmm. it. And he's, he basically comes to her and he's like, you're, you're going to die. And she's like, yeah, I guess. And then he's like, I'm a writer and I have no ideas for my new book. And I've always wanted to write a murder book. And I think that I, I needed to be there for yeah. the murder to make it good. And I think if I follow you and write about what happens to you, it'll be mm-hmm. my masterpiece. Yeah. So that's like the setup to the whole movie. But- she doesn't have any other, any soothsaying or clairvoyant experiences throughout the rest of the movie, um, which is not to say that she doesn't have those skills and those abilities. Clearly she does if she's able to predict her own death, which she brings upon herself throughout the whole movie. We, yeah. can, we can go into that as well. Who are the uh, ensemble cast of characters that we have operating around Amber Heard in this movie as she just sort of seduces everybody in, in one way or another? Okay, so we have... Um we're introduced. Okay, so this is a great scene. Uh, uh, Billy Bob goes down to the local pub and uh, uh, meets all the locals. Now, uh, the first person he meets is Jim Sturgis's character, who I guess Keith is Talent. Keith Talent. Ah, that's Keith his name. the finisher Talent. Keith <laughs> Talent. He's he's oh, always yeah. doing the 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 um, he's shitty doing, De Niro. He's, he's doing like hundred and fifty percent Robert Whoa. De Niro the whole time. Yeah, but Cockney. Oh. English kind of yeah. low class gangster. Um, I like darts. I like. I like. I like a good Sheila. He's always squinting, and he's always like he's oh, just yeah. eating a piece of trash. And like, oh, what was that? He's got a lot, of, a lot of, of like teeth, um, yeah. deep breathing in as well. Just oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, he's always like sticking his chest out and like readjusting his bone structure. <laughs> he he's. He's doing a performance and he's on another level and it's not a good level. He's too no. far. He's no. taken one step too much. Yeah. He, he's really going like all in, chewing the scenery and playing this low level guy who owes a lot of money to like London gangsters. It reminded me of, and I don't know if you've seen it, House of Gucci I watched recently. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared, no, Leto, Jared Leto does a performance. So everybody's doing very bad Italian accents. And then Jared Leto comes in and it's like Waluigi. It's just <laughs> like insane. He's like, 
hey, uh, what are you going to do with uh, my address that I make? Yeah. It is such a nice address. Like he's, he's, he's supposed also to be in prosthetics. He's like got a bald cap yeah. on. He's like playing oh like God. a guy who's like 20 years older than his real age. He's the loser. He's the one that can't do things right. But Dude, um, I gotta watch this So movie. it sort of works, but this is exactly what this guy reminded me of. He was doing a different thing. He was in a different <laughs> movie to everybody else, basically. So Morgan, you missed this, but um, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, he's just arrived in London. He meets Keith somehow. Keith is like, let me show you down to the pub, mate. And, and he introduces him to his friends. And it reminds me a bit of the Matrix when they're just like, this is Dozer and Spy. And just the names and the faces of mm-hmm. like people with dreadlocks and all these different sci- cyberpunk people. Yeah. But in this, it's just like weird English London working class gangster people. And instead mm-hmm. of having specific duties like, oh, this guy drives the Nebuchadnezzar, this one navigates, and this one, they're all dart players. Everybody <laughs> well. in this movie is just, a, they play darts. So I've written down the monologue he does, and it's almost like he's improvising it, or the writer had a lot of fun with this. And yeah. it's just going person by person in this pub, and he goes, all right, this is me mate, Thelonious. This is Dean. This is Z-Big. This is Z-Big 2. This is Big Dread. This is Shakespeare. This is Norvis, Fucker, Bonten, Juniper, Pepsi, Pongo, and God. Norvis? What's Norvis all about? And then he ends by being like, this is Guy Clinch, who's like a posh guy who's related to either the king or the queen. So he's one of those like side cousin royals, but he's rich and posh. Now, this guy, we, we know who he's played by. Uh, we won't reveal it right yet, but I imagine a sort of introduction of the great Gatsby, you know, slow pan in on Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> as he's holding a martini in his hand. He turns around and, oh, look, it's him. Do we get that sort of introduction with this character? Not on Guy Clinch. You just get like a small, he's he's rich and he's like very like wearing mm. a suit in the pub and he's like jolly old. Do we um, see his face? Is there mystery? Is it just like the chin down or something? He's or just like just a handsome there, guy there in his like late 20s, early 30s. Just a normal guy. Put, well put together, well groomed and everything. Okay. So this, th- this actor was, uh, is probably best known for the Divergent series with Shailene Woodley. Um, uh, and by best known, I mean, uh, I don't know anyone who's seen those movies. Um, <laughs> Um, and so that guy, he gets his introduction, but the Leonardo DiCaprio intro you just talked about, that does happen. And that happens to the next person. Oh, maybe who I, who's Guy Clinch? Maybe I thought he was. He's the rich English guy. He's my mistake. The, he's, he's the one my who mistake. has um, my mistake. Every, think of everything I just said and apply it to this next, next person. <laughs> okay. So the person that we, we get the big intro to yes. is the female um, femme fatale character played by Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, not this one either, but okay. yeah, go on. So she's, she, she walks into this like dingy London pub with all these ne'er-do-wells and she's wearing this beautiful like funeral veil, mm-hmm. but, but it does multiple slow motion shots of her walking. Which aren't shot in slow motion. The the smoothest face, like beautiful lighting. And it keeps showing reaction shots of everybody else, including all these dirty, like sweaty London gangsters that are just ogling her as she walks in, sits at the bar. Billy Bob Thornton is watching as well. Couple guys jacking off in the corner as well. (laughs) That does happen basically Mm. towards the end. And then, um, yeah, she she talks to Keith, the sweatiest, grossest guy. Well, because he's going to get her French cigarettes because they're like we don't sell french fags here oh go on then run up run along get a french little 
diddly dids. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> almost like Snow White walks in and all the disgusting seven dwarfs are like, "Can I take your order, lady? Would you like me to hold your dress for you?" Ah, now dwarfs. Oh. That's interesting that you say dwarf at this point in the movie. Well, we'll, oh, we'll get jump. there. Yeah, okay, we'll, we will get there. Let's go linear because, as I said, I hate this non-linear stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, Amber Heard. She gets introduced. Her character's name is Nicola Six, and the London Keith guy goes. Sex and she goes S I X and he's like oh so her name isn't sex but it definitely conjures that image and the mm-hmm. way that they show her is very male gaze oriented right, right. so this oh, is yeah. a, obviously a fake name nobody has the surname six so we yeah. can assume that this woman has some trauma in her life and the other thing I pointed out immediately is like they call her Nick a few times mm-hmm. and Nikki Six is quite famously the bass player and the guy who writes all the songs for Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. So I'm picturing Nikki Six, just a, a heroin <laughs> addict with black dyed hair playing bass in Motley Crue every time. They're like, oi, Nick, will you please date us? Because everyone's in love with her immediately. <laughs> and so Keith lights a cigarette for her and it, it does all these close-ups and slow-mos of like the cigarette getting lit and her just beautiful smooth face as she She's takes- looking right in the camera. Yeah, and just all these ones of like her eyes and just very arty and mm. like who, whoever's directing this is like in love with Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and another person who's in love with Amber Heard shows up in this movie in a minute. But anyway, she, she lights her cigarette, she smokes it and then she immediately kind of puts it down and like holds her neck in that way of like, oh, something's going wrong. And they're like, are you all right, love? And she's just like, oh, I think I got to go. And she just leaves. And we don't know why. And then later on, they act like we should have known why, which is she did have some sort of deja vu, like thing about her death that, uh, in that moment. Okay, But it wasn't clear until way later where they show a line where she says, I just had a really strange deja vu. And you're like, that wasn't in the scene no, the first time we saw scene. the scene. But this movie does a lot of showing the same scenes over and over again. Then she walks away. Well, she she locks eyes with Billy Bob. Yeah. She's like, they they have this connection. And he's like, oh, because, you know, it's, it's his dream woman. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's in love with her immediately. Yeah, pretty much everyone's in love with her. But Keith is the one who makes the first move, which is that when she leaves, he chases after her and just tries to talk to her. And you got to understand, she is like... Beautiful femme fatale. He is like gross, greasy, London Cockney gangster with tattoos. He owes hundreds of thousands of dollars to loan sharks. And he's Robert De Niroing and breathing in heavily the whole time. Mm. So he's following her and like, you'd think she would be creeped out when he's like, oh, anyway, love, like how long you been here or whatever. And they call me Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. I, oh, could, that's what, I he, could get any of your pipes running. Yeah. Ah. He, he actually goes, they call me a handy Andy. I can fix anything for you and stuff. And she's like actually completely going along with it. She's like, oh, that's nice. Like I'm not creeped out. I'm not scared. I'm actually giving you the time of day because it turns out she's, she's very manipulative. And well, so she's, she's, just, she's been to just a funeral. We don't know. She's, she says it's she not says someone she, I know that well. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the first sign of manipulation is there when she walked into the pub wearing the veil. Mm-hmm. How long yeah. have you not been at the funeral anymore? What, you're just going to wear the veil the whole time? <laughs> yeah, this is nice. This is convenient for me, of course. So we can, we can jump to the character you wanted to talk about, which is Guy Clinch, where you mentioned his home life. Ah. He, he is posh. He is rich. He's mm-hmm. married. He's been with his wife for nine years and they do have a child. Mm. Now, Mitch, <laughs> tell us about this child. Well, okay. So as soon as you see him, it's a little kid in a dinosaur costume. Almost uh, like a Dorothy the dinosaur, like green yeah, dinosaur yeah, costume. Full body costume. 
but I noticed that his arms weren't moving like a child's would. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> so this is from behind. We can't even see from his behind, face. I you can't knew see, it you can't immediately. See his fingers. It's but a full keep body. in mind, we, we don't just see him standing there. We see him crawling really fast mm. on the ground yeah, in this dinosaur. So around some toys. You actually just see the back of a dinosaur outfit like scurry along the ground in the background. So yeah, I, with, yeah. with the mobility and dexterity of somebody who's been around for a few more <laughs> years than, than <laughs> an eight-year-old. Yeah. yeah. It's just so like, Mitch immediately says... He he jumps in while we're watching like, this. That's and he a dwarf. says, That's not a kid. That's not a kid. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like a kid running around in a dinosaur costume. Then we see his face. His face, and it's it, so they've they've put such heavy like cheeks on him. Prosthetics, yeah, prosthetic cheeks. So his eyes have this like sunken in hole, but they've put <laughs> they've put freckles. They've put stuff. freckles on him, and he just looks like this unhinged. You know what it reminds me of? In Arrested <laughs> Development, there's this Spanish soap opera and yeah. it always cuts to this kid. He's meant to be a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in a hospital bed. And Job's, he's got like, Job's girlfriend, Marta, is yeah. on this soap opera. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. got a bowl cut and he's got these <laughs> fake freckles on him, but it's like a 40-year-old playing yeah. a kid. That's what it was like. It was, and it's crazy to look at because you're like, and you, I know why they did it because at one point... Um, <laughs> What's his name? Um, Keith. Keith. Has to babysit. Has to babysit him. And he just gives him a cigarette and the dad's like, oh. He doesn't do anything though. He just lets him have the cigarette. So this is just to show us that um, Guy Clinch, the posh guy, his life is not that good and he can fall in love with Amber Heard as well. So he's got this perfect life, but he's also got this troublesome child that not only runs around in a dinosaur outfit, but he straight up attacks them. Like he punches the dad in the face and they have helpers (laughs) to like, which are basically like what you have in a mental hospital that are wearing Mm. like a gown and they grab and just restrain the child when he's (laughs) going too crazy. But this shows that Guy clinches. He doesn't love his life either. And his wife is like, hey, it's your time to look after our like horrible child. And then um, he wants to leave and talk to Amber Heard. So he's like, Keith, can you look after the child? And <laughs> Keith is like, yeah, I'll do 20 minutes with the kid. And and the kid's reading books and Keith just gives him a porno mag and, set, <laughs> and shows the, this like naked lady whose breasts are out. He's like, look at those. She's a vegetarian. And then Keith is smoking, of course, because everyone smokes in this movie. Mm. And the kid puts his hand out as if to be like, can I have a smoke? And Keith is just like, oh, you want some? Yeah, and hands it to him. Yeah, and the kid does reach out his uh, index and middle finger and takes the cigarette like this. And it's that moment you see the stubbiness yeah, of, yeah. The, of the hands. Like this is a, a full grown adult. There's a tattoo yeah. on the back well, of one well. of his hands as well. Um, yeah, it was a weird choice. And there are quite a few weird choices. The other one is that every sky in this movie is replaced mm, with a digital painted, painted sky. And it's it's to make it look like everything's stormy. Something's mm-hmm. coming. It's always like clouds, but they're just very like beautifully rendered and drawn and it just doesn't match the scene that you're watching. Like you can tell that they've just painted out every sky in this movie. Well, well here's the thing. It gets worse because it starts off quite gray, but then there's a point where you can see how like the, 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 and we'll talk about that scene later where he goes onto the roof and it's all blue, but with sunlight coming through. So it's all night sky, except for one stream of light from the sun. It's very weird. And then by the end of it, the sky's like fucking purple. Yeah. And they're doing full like little lightning things in the background and they're really building towards this storm that's been a coming. Mm. But at some point they also say um, like a nuclear war has started. 
Like they just say like, you yeah. hear it on the TV, it just says like nuclear war is breaking out. Yeah. But it doesn't really, like the characters aren't aware. They're not talking about this. They're not reacting as if you would, as if you knew that everything was over. They're just still having their little interpersonal relationship. No, we get mm-hmm. several shots throughout the movie, almost like drone shots of just random buildings or cars exploding yeah. in, in London. Sometimes you'll see three or four in quick succession, but we don't know what they're for. We don't see any specific sort of news reports, mm-hmm. but we do get breaking news sort of <laughs> things that just say this is still going on. Yeah. Just overall, there's still issues in London, whatever those issues Every are. Every now and then there's just a shot of like the London cityscape and there's just yeah. like a couple of CGI fires that they've put in near buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we've got another big player in this movie, have we mentioned? Mm. So, so uh, yeah, I, w- I was going to say that Keith, um, just to skip along a little bit, Keith is getting... Um, uh, Involved with, oh god, what's her name? Amber Heard's character, Nicholas name? Six. Nicholas Six. Nicholas Six. She, he's getting involved with Nikki Six because he's got <laughs> a lot of debts, and um, she's she's going to be able to help him out getting some money for for you know he thinks he's going to get some sex, but he ends up getting some money because so he, he gets owes a lot as well. By the end, he gets yeah. sixty grand or something. Well, in that first bar scene is where he's explaining to Billy Bob all the people that he's borrowed from. He's borrowed from a few people. There's an old lady, and she's got like she's kind of collected twinks around her. She's wearing this gaudy kind of number and she's just got all these young gay men kind of like yeah. like cats on her lap uh-huh. and um so he's just going in all these crazy characters and we end up with the craziest character of all but so he's done that thing that um you're not meant to do which is you borrow money from one loan shark and when you've to- lost it all you borrow money from another to pay them back and mm-hmm. it just starts that cycle right. yeah and the top loan shark the big london gangster and what's his oh what's his name I see. I thought he was Clinch. Obviously, he's not Clinch. Yeah. He's not Guy Clinch. No, but we'll find what his name. What was his name? What was his name? Oh. Who was he played oh, by? Oh. But uh, our uh, own... Ted? <laughs> Something? <laughs> what was it? Had, he just had a normal name, didn't he? Oh, God, this is going to kill me. Yeah, it's, it's... No, because he had like a silly darts player name. Yeah. Oh. And that's the other thing is... Um, Keith is really good at darts. He plays a lot of competitive darts in the pub mm-hmm. and also qualifies for a darts competition. Well, it, they describe <laughs> this person, this actor, has shot a cameo in the crime thriller London Fields. Do you yeah, because he's you uncredited. It, so you think it's a cameo? It's, do you, do you it's think, not a cameo. Do you think Bruce no. Willis in that movie we watched was a, was a cameo? It's that, a similar level to to Bruce Willis in whatever the last movie we watched yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, but <laughs> Wipe from the difference is cargo. this one felt like this actor, famous actor, um, showed up to do a day or two and then stuck around <laughs> longer because he ends up being in the dart competition at the end. And yeah, I, and and the way that he's got a lot of scenes. That, yeah, he's got more scenes than some of the best scenes of the entire movie. <laughs> Chick purchase. Chick purchase. That's what the character is called. All the characters have terrible names. And it's based on a book, so I'm assuming they're using the real book names. Chick Purchase, the character is loosely based on Dart's legend, Bobby George. Oh. So we all know we we all know Bobby. And actually looking at the poster now, and it's obviously very um, you know, film noir. Yeah. I like Beautiful that, poster. Though. It's really yeah. nice poster. Yeah, it, I mean, it got me into it. But okay, so so who plays Chick Purchase? Well, it is in fact the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers, <laughs> Johnny Depp. John Depp, Johnny Depp, and Amber Heard on screen together at last. 
They did the Rum Diaries, which also came out in 2015. So I reckon maybe they did these in their honeymoon period when they were, mm-hmm. uh, when it looked like everything was <laughs> bells and whistles and roses between them. Um, they do hook up in this movie as well towards the end, but yeah, you also yeah. got to understand Amber Heard hooks up with every male character in this movie and you don't really know why. Mm. She's not, it's not like she's angling at something for half of them. She's just doing it. She's always naked or in a, mm. in, a, in a robe that she has nothing on underneath and it's just barely covering her nipples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she has had a premonition that she's going to die. She's mm-hmm. told Billy Bob Thornton that she knows about this and that she's accepted it and, and really seems like she has accepted and it. And she knows it's someone that was in that pub which was called like the Black Cross or something. She knows yes. that that's related. So when she she's goes been in- doing Black Cross drawings Yeah, she's or drawing it and stuff. And so they know that it's- there's like three options for who's going to kill her in this. That that the there's Billy Bob, mm-hmm. there's a uh, guy Clinch, the posh Englishman, and then there's Keith, the disgusting um, English Cockney gangster who Jeff, owes man. people a lot of money. So those are the only actual like real suspects, unless it's one of those. It's a suspect we never even introduced you to until the end. That's the only other potential. But Amber Heard and Billy Bob Thornton just accept this. There's no mm-hmm. fighting. There's no. There's not even any sense of futility or like, mm. oh, this is bad. It's just this is going to happen. Oh, this yeah, this is happening. This is happening. I don't know if it's good. I don't know it's, if it's bad. Billy Bob Thornton is also drinking a lot of alcohol, a lot of spirits throughout this movie. He has a oh. lot of different medicine. So yeah, his yeah. drug dealer. What's his name? Doctor Slizzard. <laughs> ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just says like he's got all these different colored pills that he's eating every day, and he just says like, yeah, I got my pills from Doctor Slizzard, which just sounds <laughs> like is. Isn't that Snoop Dogg's dealer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we so know we know that those drugs are treating some sort of sickness, though, from the beginning, or or does he say that it's his drug drug dealer? Like I it, think I think it it it. it it's, we assume he just has like a a drug problem, yeah, or, yeah. or he has like anxiety and, and medication. But we yeah. find out that yeah. he is dying of something. He's dying. Yes, of she she can feel that he's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I just want to say when when he finds out about all of this happening. He is spying on her from underneath her floorboards, looking up at her ass. Mm. Again, this movie, there's so, so many the scenes thing. of- Here's the thing. <laughs> he's living in the apartment of a very wealthy writer. Yes. He's living in a very nice apartment. Uh, presumably every apartment in this building is very nice. Yes. But you can still look up through the floorboards <laughs> and see your neighbor's hiney. Yeah. And the weird part is- She's she's like in her underwear getting this book down, this this mm-hmm. scrapbook she's created. And he's looking up, Billy Bob Thornton, and she looks down through the crack and I, it read to me that she saw his face and then she throws the scrapbook down to cover the gap. But but Mitch just thought it was just, she was throwing it down. She didn't see he was there. No. But then immediately after Billy Bob Thornton goes through the trash, finds that scrapbook in a dumpster and that's how he finds out about her clairvoyancy basically. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's that the writer that actually lives in that apartment and her have an arrangement to have those floorboards just widened by that extra half centimeter, so that. And you know what? That 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 it makes does sense. Happen. It does that, track. Yeah, that that that's. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, we, we've set it up enough. Spoilers for the rest of the movie. Um, so so she was at some point. Uh, okay, so she's essentially playing 
the field on everyone. She's letting Billy Bob in on everything that she's doing so he can write his book because he's never written a murder book and he thinks it'd be a real hit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's sending off pages. But he stuff. has to witness the murder to be able to write it. Oh, because yeah. Because he has no imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all he's writing like is any the good word writer. fuck and then fuck, <laughs> yeah. fuck. And we, then we keep fuck. seeing him struggle and he's just <laughs> writing the word fuck like over and over. And he's like, I'm meant to be a writer. I should be, a, I should be better than this. And you're like, just from meeting all these people on day one, that should give you enough inspiration to build something. You don't need to witness a murder to write no, about it. No, no. No, literally just use your imagination. Um, and so she's using um, Keith um, to sort of uh, 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 play Guy Clinch while she's also playing Keith. So she's like, she knows how horny he is for her yeah. and she's trying to, and her thing is that she'll dress extra kind of sexy for him. But whenever she sees Guy Clinch, she always wears a white dress and, and plays she, it. Yeah, she has her hair recently. like tied down a bit and yeah. she's like pretending to be a Christian virgin, like always wearing character. a cross. And yeah. she's always in trouble. She's like, yeah, she oh, always I think needs I need help. to sell my earrings because I don't have enough. And he's really rich. So he gives her money. She gives the money to Keith to pay his debts. I never really understood what she was doing if she was trying to avoid getting murdered this whole time. Like, is that the point of what she's doing? Or is it just because she she really loves doing that thing where you get a guy super horny and you're like breathing heavy in their ear and touching them slightly and like showing you're in your underwear and you're mm. like, come and get this thing out of my underwear, but you can't touch. She keeps doing that like teasing to Keith who's, you know, Robert De Niro facing. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, oh love. Oh, oh that's 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 gonna get me balls all busting like the London bridges right now from the nuclear war crisis. Oh, oh Nicholas Six, you're giving me penis cancer. <laughs> and then she does this trick where she to to Guy Clinch, she makes up this story about when she was an orphan, her friend from Burma who got adopted, and she's trying to save her and get mm. her into England. And she's like, her name is Enola Gay. And um and she has a little boy. Is that no, what she, it was? She has a son that goes by little boy. Goes by the name yeah. little which boy. is like all so. Right. I turn to Morgan and Mitch, and I'm like, <laughs> Enola Gay is the name of the plane in World War Two that dropped the nuclear bomb on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, or at least mm-hmm. one of them. And the bomb was there was two bombs. One was called Little Boy, and one was called Fat Boy. I think. Yes. So I'm like, Fat Man. Fat Man. So either the, either she's like using that as inspiration to make up this completely fake story. Mm. And this guy's just so dumb. He doesn't know that like famous world war two history, or it is actually the, the person she knows is actually named after this. Anyway, there's a point <laughs> as we predicted immediately when we talked about this, like an hour later where he's reading like a history book or something. And he sees that Enola Gay and yeah. little boy are from world war two. Yeah, he's but, like, Oh, she tricked me. But we're all talking about like, is she just making this stuff up? Like in uh, the Brady Bunch movie, when Jan is pretending <laughs> to have a fake boyfriend and she says, his name is sure, George. Jan. And she sees a glass and his name is George glass. Is yeah. she just looking around the room? It's and, also and the up- usual suspects ending. Where Kevin oh, right, Spacey's yeah, yeah. been telling the story, and then he realizes it's all just like on bits of the dartboard, uh, the the pinup board behind them, and he's like, "Oh man, everything he used in that story was just fake." Yeah, is mm. she just drawing inspiration from you know objects and things that she knows from from past? Well, and then she says something about uh, that's where I met two Saudi Arabian people, yes. and at that no, ex- she tells a story about. Um, Keith is like, why were you late to this date? And she just oh, this is a different starts, scene. Yeah, she's like, oh, I um. You know what? You remind me. She's like, did you dress up for me? No, this was a different scene. 
The Saudi Arabia one? Yeah. I no. thought she was pretending that she she says a story about how she dated a Saudi Arabian kid. Yeah, that's a that's a different That's story. the one where Billy Bob Thornton's writing it and deleting it at the same time. Yeah. Earlier on in the same scene where she's talking about the bomb, uh, the about this person that's named after the bomb. <laughs> mm-hmm. She do, she says something about Saudi you, Arabia. You pointed it out. She was like And then two Saudi Arabian Yeah, she's like I, I had this, yeah. I had this friend from Saudi Arabia. Or I had two friends from Saudi Arabia. Or, I thought she or, just said or the or Saudi was king or something. Yeah. Or what, maybe yeah. she mentioned Saudi Arabia and then at that moment you, you two do. two Saudi guys walk past like very pro- predominantly in the background of the scene the second she says it it's very so, odd Not so there's okay there you go. I, I was just going to say there's a lot of hints that what's happening isn't happening mm. Mm. and it doesn't really follow through on any of it but um, <laughs> so the, the, we, we just talked about the scene where um, Billy Bob ri- uh, is writing a, a scene but it's literally playing out and, and he's oh, yeah. you know, he's deleting things he's yeah, changing yeah. dialogue and so when he's sending off pieces of this novel, which he says is going to be his next great novel, he's sending them with no response to a woman named Missy. His publisher. His publisher, who eventually responds to him and is like, this is, you know, this is one-dimensional woman character, you know, the, the, you know you're writing this kind of completely from the male gaze. Is this about me? Yeah, which and is the weirdest thing because we've never met this character at all. She's only a name in an email mm. and she's almost like, are you basing this on me? And mm. you're like, what? What yeah. kind of publisher is like, do you think I'm this beautiful, sexy femme fatale that's well, seducing I, everyone? It's, and it's actually a credit to a writer. If you can read a book <laughs> and think like, this character's exactly like me, then the writer's yeah. done a pretty good fucking job if you can relate to that character. But, well, that's the thing. I think that her point was that he's writing this character who is written like someone who doesn't respect women and has this idea of what they are. And I was like, oh, are they going to do anything with that? No. Um, she's just this master manipulator. She's always looking perfect, never genuine. Um, just w- will fuck you for 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 her own purposes. But we also we love her because we know someone's going to kill her. That's right. And we are talking about <laughs> Amber Heard's character that she plays <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she does end up sleeping with after a long time of teasing basically everybody she does sleep with kind of them one by one in fact two of them like directly after each other keith and then guy clinch one by one <laughs> and when and so she's just in had quick sex. in quick succession as well <laughs> yeah we're talking it's been like building up for 45 minutes yeah and then bam in 10 minutes all three of them down the hatch, oh, actually, can, <laughs> down can, the hatch. can we talk about the, that scene because it starts with uh, uh, an emergency broadcast of like <laughs> oh, nuclear right. war <laughs> and then he switches it to did he switch it well, I no, thought it was. I thought he it was presses like a, a button on his controller, okay. and then suddenly it's like it's all red still. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that was the confusing part for me. Yeah, the color yeah. scheme was it's the like same. Breaking news alert. Dart mm. finals, or is it? Was no, it's it breaking news, and then sort of like a zombie-looking woman. That's mm-hmm. what it oh, that's like to right. Me. It's that's, porno. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then, yeah. Yeah. And then it turns into a porno, yeah. and then um, uh, Amber Heard comes in in just a shirt and some lingerie and a bobby hat. Yeah. And then she essentially just like, she's been teasing him the whole movie. She, she lets him have a, 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 just a taste. So yeah. So he like licks her face. Violently tries to make out with her and he gets about a second in. Uh, but this scene is just She's like, got a baton thing. I think, she, she yeah, I think it's implied that she raped him with the baton. Well, no, yeah. no, no, she anally penetrates yeah. him, but, he yeah, yeah. Just, uh, but he's, he's definitely she also, into it. She, <laughs> she starts <laughs> the sex by like punching him in the face as well. Yeah, so oh, yeah. she throws nose. him over the whole apartment. She's just like beating this guy down. Yeah. But he's so 
hard up for it that he's down. And also we're, we're, we're cutting between the porno that he was watching. And also he'd put his hands in his pants. Like he was about to snap oh, one like, off mm. to the boys. Now, oh, do yeah. we know why the boys. earlier in the film we get to see into his home life? Guy Clinch, is that this guy? No, no this guy. is Keith. Because this is the problem. Guy Clinch sounds like a poor guy name. <laughs> um, but Keith, the, mm. in, the finisher... The talent, talent, the Keith talent. talent, Keith talent, the finisher talent, all yeah. these names. We get to see in his home life and he's just like, he's got a big beer gut. He's having a cigarette. I don't know. He's just looking. He gets a text message that says, I'm, you're going to have to die, mate. <laughs> he gets a text from Johnny Depp who yeah. he owes all this money to that just says, I'm sorry, mate, but I am, uh, I'm going to have to kill you, mate. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. To die. And he's looking at this text and he's just yeah. like, oh man, they're really after me. He's got like a wife who's a junkie. His partner and his Cara kid. Delevingne. Cara they're in Delevingne. the other room. Um, There's a knock at the door and and it's this British woman and we could see the subtitles. So we could see it was Nikki, but it's meant to be <laughs> yeah. mysterious. And it's like, hello, I'm the social worker. I'm just here. And then you can hear all this sort of like background dialogue as we still see yeah. him texting. And it's all like, do you know that it's not safe to have passive smoking? And it's, you know, basically yeah, just yeah. saying like- I've been the, passive smoking all my life. Yeah, the and I've done fine. The I've wealth, done fine. Yeah. The welfare of your children is, is at risk here. And then he comes out and he looks up the stairs and he obviously notices Amber Heard in the very same outfit that she wore in the court <laughs> she, proceedings she with did. Johnny Depp. Yeah. It's awesome. She's got her hair done the same way. It's that white- and the black blazer, white shirt, and you're just like, yeah, I've seen her wear this <laughs> now, in court a lot. What does this scene mean? She, what does she, it mean? She was just flexing. She was going down to like talk to his wife. She's not a social worker. Though, no, right? no, she's totally pretending to just so Keith would see her. And then he goes back to her house. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that. Remember? And it just yeah. like keeps their thing going. Mm-hmm. But Carla Delevingne in this is playing basically like a junkie kind of like low class mother. She's smoking. She's like coming off heroin or whatever. And, um, me and Mitchell, just before we watched the movie, we were talking about how we saw this footage of her at the <laughs> airport with no shoes on, just pacing around and like scratching and dropping her phone, picks it up, drops it again, playing with this small dog that's running around. Yeah, and yeah. We're, and we're like, yeah, she seems like she might be coming off some hard drugs in real life. And then, yeah, she plays the role pretty well. Well, apparently, and, and you know, allegedly, uh, she was one of the people to have like threesomes with her and like Elon, Musk, Elon Musk or James Franco and, 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 yeah. and shit like that. Um, so they're so all in it together. Like Johnny Depp, Carla Delevingne, and Amber Heard are all in this movie. This whole movie almost yeah. seems like a premonition, if you ask me. Oh. Uh, but if, but even before we get to those three quick succession uh, sex scenes, I think mm. there's the hallucination that Billy Bob oh, Thornton yeah. has. Oh yeah. So he, he starts ha- tripping. Like when he looks at pictures on the walls, he sees himself in them, and like the sky sort of opens a little bit sometimes. But oh, then yeah, he's taking all his pills. He's still drinking his alcohol, and he's watching TV. And I don't even know how to describe what's on the telly there, but it's it's six. It's like oh, it's, it's right. a band. That's yeah. a song about like it's like an acapella song, like a, about molecules and about yeah, the yeah. nature of like Motion life and, and, and how yeah. life is born. And but how their heads are like three D squares. They're kind of in space. They're CGI'd. And it's and it it's, just reminded me of like the dissociatives, the band with yeah. Paul Mac or something like that. It's yeah. like cartoony and weird, but they're singing like a barbershop six piece harmony. No no other music there. Like maybe some pads, but there's no percussion or, yeah. or string instruments or anything. It's just yeah, no. very weird. And then he looks back again and his face is on all of all of the faces instead. Um, but that is definitely a, the the most baffling moment. Yeah, that was a highlight. I, I fucking love that. 
very and overall, the movie. movie started off. It felt like a Guy Ritchie movie. It's like oh, yeah. and gangsters, and it was fast paced, and there's all these like weird cuts to things and 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 narration. They're telling the story, but it definitely falls apart the longer it goes on. Yeah, but it's still kind of interesting enough to to hold your gaze the whole time. It doesn't really make sense, and and it's obvious that this movie is a train wreck. And I wanted to quickly talk about uh, the the Wikipedia page where it has a section on legal issues. Mm. So oh, yeah, we were like, oh, this movie got made when obviously Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were together, but what happened? Why did it take three years to get released? And I'm just going to read this verbatim. So I've gone to Wikipedia uh, and the movie's called London Fields. In September 2015, the the film was pulled from the Toronto International Film Festival after the director, Matthew Cullen, filed a lawsuit against the film's producers for fraud, failing to pay him and taking away the final cut. The producers responded to the lawsuit stating, the timing and the content of the director's lawsuit shows that it is a publicity stunt. The filing of his complaint violates the arbitration provisions of his own guild, the DGA, because you're not allowed to like, they're not allowed to take your name off it under the director guild rules if mm-hmm. you if you did direct it. Sadly, Matthew cannot deal with the fact that he does not control the final cut of the movie. He was given two deadlines to deliver a director's cut and missed both. His, gu- his guild has rules for withdrawing his name from the picture and he missed those deadlines the production company will vigorously oppose. So he was trying to get his name off it. He was like, he knew, knew it was a train wreck, didn't yeah. like what they were doing with it. Um, they counterclaimed him for breach of contract, saying they terminated his formal editing rights and notified the Directors Guild of America when the film was $2 million over budget and late for delivery. And they accused him of violating his agreement with them and DGA rules by also working on a music video during his time editing it. Mm-hmm. He did. He's a real big music video director. So um, he did Katy Perry's Smile, that was one of the ones Don't he did. <laughs> um, he did Megan Trainer and Nicki Minaj's song "Nice to Meet You." Oh God, he I did. Don't even, yeah, I don't know um, these songs. He did like a bunch of Katy Perry. He there's a song called "Juicy." There's a song called "Chain to the Rhythm," and he also did "California Girls" with Snoop Dogg. So oh yeah, I know that one. He did "Boom Boom Power" for the Black Eyed Peas. So he's like a music <laughs> video director, and then obviously oh, I can tell now. Yeah, you no, can yeah. tell in the style. Yeah, for sure. yeah, okay, yeah. with "Boom Boom Power" because I I remember that one. That that had all the 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 oh, what what do you is this call the one it, in the, the spaceship? No, no, it was it was um it was in that wave where they were just doing like um oh god they were all in like sound waves. Oh yeah. Like yeah. That, that's how they He were also did Weezer Pork and Beans. Oh well. so, the the meme one. The so, yeah, or yeah. the the hottest memes of two thousand six. So he did like a bunch of big music videos and obviously in this movie it went bad. They also ended up suing Amber Heard, the producers did in November twenty sixteen saying that Heard and Cullen, the director, made unauthorized changes to the film script and failed to finish voiceover work. She countersued, claiming they violated a nudity clause in her contract by filming scenes with a body double and digitally replacing the double's face with hers. What? So, really? Yeah, and they reached a settlement in 2018. So the film couldn't come out until all this stuff was done. So there was one scene where she disrobed and you saw her butt and she walked away. I think that wasn't her. Oh. Interesting. Very interesting. What the fuck? Yeah. That's um, insane. Hey, look, if I was Amber Heard, I wouldn't be complaining about being replaced <laughs> by whoever that woman was. She was a beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, now let's get on to the sex scene. So <laughs> in quick succession, we have the... The bashing scene the with bashing Keith. The bashing scene with Keith. And, and, and we're trying to say it's juxtaposed with the porno that he's watching yep. mm-hmm. where like a character is like about to penetrate someone anally with like a dildo or something. And then he's having that happen to him. But he's loving it as well yeah. as getting bashed. Uh-huh. Yeah, because afterwards he's like, oh, I won't watch. 
wash my cockle for a week. That's right, because yeah, Guy Clinch comes in right after this, and she's already in yeah. her white shirt. She's already changing character, yeah, essentially. Yeah. He's, and he's already had it revealed that... That um, she's with Keith as well. Yeah. Um, and also Keith and Guy Clinch both have their own wives that they don't really care about. Mm-hmm. But so Keith, he runs in and he's like, oh, hi. And, and uh, Keith is like, oh, just leaving, mate. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's just got dressed. And so Guy Clinch is, is like, um, uh, does he come here often? And then she's like, oh, yeah, he does. He's, he can't read. I'm teaching him how to read. Mm-hmm. I gave him a book. He's, he's borderline illiterate. And she's pretending to be he her. He used like, that book to cover his erection last time that they mm-hmm, bumped into each mm-hmm, other at the yeah. apartment. So very clever. <laughs> yeah. And so she she's, she's all buttoned Wuthering up now. Heights. And mm-hmm. she's saying like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. And then, and then she's like, anyway, do you want to finally, and they kiss passionately and they go to the bed. Well, it should be said as well that he's like, is there anything going on between you two? And, she's, and she looks harassed. You? Yeah, she's, yeah. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, did you guys ever try to fuck? And then she like grabs her chest in this way of like, I can't believe what you've just said, but yeah. she's grabbing her chest, which is open. Like her shirt is open and there's just and been she's another man. Her, uh, Christian cross as yeah. well. Mm. And there's just been another man in the room remarking about how he has to clean his cock yeah. or something. He's not going <laughs> to clean his cock. Um, clearly they've just had sex. Yeah. But she, she, she convinces him that they didn't do anything. And then they go to bed together and like right before that they, they get into the bed and it's very romantic and like old English style sex. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, I just want you to know it's my first time. And he's like, oh, really? I'm a virgin. Yeah. And then and then she's like, can I touch it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, it's like a And rock. then he says, yes, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Very, indubitably so good last. And then right. he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he puts his penis in and he's like, he's like oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I thought that was him being like, <laughs> next I, time I have sex, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be, oh, my God. Well, I think we'll be waiting for a long time. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, 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 All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's about, like, they're thrusting away. He's about to uh, relieve himself of all his uh, manly pleasures. And then she goes, oh, sorry, just before, uh, can you, I think. I he, need he's you to like, do something like, for me. He's like, I know oh, what do you, you want, want me to leave my wife? I, yeah, <laughs> you want me to leave my wife? She's like, no, I just, I, I think you should tell her, like, right now. I think you need to go and tell her mm. what we're doing because you are still married. And and I guess in the throes of passion, you know, there's that point where you lose all all inhibitions and a woman can make you do anything because you just want to, you just want to come. So if they were like, I want you to give me $10,000. You're like, yes, just let me, I'll I'll do whatever you want. That's basically what happens. He just is like, okay, I'll I'll walk out here right now and go tell my wife. Mm. Um, I don't even know if he finishes or not. No, I don't don't think he does. Yeah. Which is, you got to be so hard up to be at the point of orgasm Mm. and then still be like, I'll do whatever you want. I'll go tell my wife that, that I'm doing this. So after this sex scene, is that also the scene where Keith Talent gets his payout money for for um yeah it happens real soon after that. yeah yeah, yeah so and that was one of my favorite scenes he comes out into the rain he's got his his uh his wad of cash and he's he finds a tarp and he wears it like a cape. Oh yeah, what, what's that Dire Straits song that plays? Money for money nothing. For nothing. Money for nothing. Oh, plays. And it goes full singing in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> he just awesome. Does, he's just dancing. Getting he's like, soaked. Eh. he's got the money. Got the- and then a combi van rocks up and they're like, "You look like a ballerina." And they pull him in. And John Depp <laughs> is there. John Depp and his like oh. five um, weird gangsters. Can I say friends. in the background, one of the gangsters is um, Gemma Chan, who has like maybe three lines in the movie and is completely oh, like yeah. a throwaway. But she's a pretty big actress. Yeah. Like, she's 
Star Wars in The Last Jedi? She, okay. no, yeah. no. She's in Eternals. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> as, um, and she's also in Captain Marvel as a blue woman. Yeah. So just, um, just quickly as well, they went right into her going onto the roof because apparently that's where her and Billy Bob Thornton meet up. It's kind of like a secret life of us. Like, yeah, we're yeah. on the roof. And, and the roof looks exactly like the roof in the room, the room when yeah. he goes, I did not hit her. Yeah. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. That's very hard to remember as well. Like, what did they actually talk about in that scene? Uh, I don't know. But they, but they she, have she seduces him. Yeah. Oh, right. He says, I can't. And she's like, yeah. But I can. She's just like, we've got to do it at least once. And he's like, I guess I'm dying. So yeah. they have sex. <laughs> um, and then that guy gets kidnapped. I'm aware at this point, we haven't discussed at all the fact that there are darts being played all throughout this movie. Yeah. Right, right, and we're, right. And we're about to get to a very important dart sequence between Johnny Depp and... Yeah. Um, From and, the first Black Cross the bar finisher. scene, the, uh, it's established that Keith Talent is an excellent dart player. Yeah, but we don't know that Johnny Depp also plays darts. At this no. Point. And will be in the finals against Keith. Well, so in the van, he, he has like a, 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 a handkerchief that's the Union Jack and he's he's pouring this, this stuff onto it, which, I don't know, amyl nitrate or, or or um whatever that is. And it's this weird drugged out scene where his eyes are changing size. It's essentially the scene in Batman Begins where Scarecrow drugs mm. the guy and then he's like, well, what are you afraid of? And the face goes yeah. like even scarier. They're doing um, this bulge effect to Johnny Depp's eyes and it's real similar to when Guardians of the Galaxy 2, when they go through, they do like 50 jumps and yeah, like, you're yeah, not yeah. meant to jump that far. And it's just like distorting their faces and be like, oh. Yeah. And anyway, Johnny Depp is like about to, um, cro- like he's giving him the money, a, yeah. Na- uh, hammer a huge nail yeah, into him. Hammer a stake into his heart. But he then gives he- him the 60 <laughs> yeah. grand, which is more than he owes. But then while he's tripping out on this ether or whatever, they're hugging. And then yeah. Johnny's like, I'm still going to kill you. Yeah. And we're left on a cliffhanger there. <laughs> we cut back to the sex scene with Billy Bob Thornton and Amber Heard. And then we cut to, to the big the darts, big darts competition. This isn't even mm. a finale. This is a different darts competition. <laughs> yeah. There are several darts competitions. There are two separate I don't even darts wanna, I don't even have time to go into the darts competition. No, no. There's just tons of shitty green screen of people throwing darts <laughs> over footage of like a real darts competition. Yeah. This whole sequence is cobbled together. Half of it's shot in like an empty warehouse with a fake bar that they've created. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean anything. This it goes thing. nowhere. It's Wait. just to get one over on Keith Talent to, to get him almost where he wants to be when he wins the first one. And and in the second one, it's just Johnny Depp is there and he's like, just just being real pervy on Amber Heard and like licking her and shit. And And then, and then he gets it. Johnny, like both of the guys are like, Hey, do you want to leave with me? She's coming home with me. Yeah. yeah. She's like, she just makes out with Johnny Depp and you go, that relationship's going to end well. I can tell. (laughs) Um, let's give this movie a rating out of 10. Let's, let's wrap it up. Um, okay. All Mitch, right. what do you think? Uh, this is the, my favorite of any of the movies that we've done. Uh, this, this beats problem child. This beats Highlander two. Um, it had every element of what I wanted out of these movies. It was like, it wasn't boring. <laughs> it was every, everything that was trying to be earnest fell flat. Uh, there was like bizarre choices, the, the the dinosaur boy. It was, and then it was just like unabashedly horny the entire time. So, so your highest rating is Highlander 2 as an eight. Do you, does this top that? This tops that. This is a, I was going to say this is a 10. 
this, okay, but on the scale of, of this, 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 yes, this is the best rotten to mar- like truly rotten film you could get. Basically, this, this is, is everything. As, this is as good as it's gonna get. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna say, let's go. Uh, just just to leave room, nine point nine, nine point nine. A lot of room you've left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Morgan, you did miss about twelve minutes of this movie, but we caught you up, and you see those scenes again <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. what do you think? As a psychological thriller, this had that element of like you're always guessing what's going on here, um, they, and they're sh- they're showing shots of like planes flying above the city that seems historical. So, but also maybe they're going to drop bombs. Maybe that's how she dies. And is is Billy Bob Thornton tripping out? Is he going to kill her? I don't know what's happening, but there's enough high quality actors and <laughs> actually. Not bad performances from. I thought Amber Heard mm. was actually a pretty good performer in this. She, she got not. nominated for a Razzie. <laughs> I yeah, thought this I, was bad. I didn't. I, I for the role that she was playing, I thought it was. I didn't think it required much of her. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think she ticked she's, the she's boxes. She's playing a one-dimensional vapid yeah. character. I think it ticked so those, guess, yeah. those boxes. Uh, um, and you know that guy's face, the guy who was playing the finisher. Um, <sighs> Mr. Talent. Keith yeah. Talent. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's just enough of that and the little dinosaur kid <laughs> and Billy Bob tripping out and yeah, like the, the weird effects on the sky that it is a really engaging movie. Mm. And, and all those themes and, and we haven't even gotten to what happens at the very end of the movie when she does. We didn't even talk about how she dies. Can we, can <laughs> we, can we quickly address that? All right. Give us a score and tell us how she dies. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to give it a pretty high rating as well. I think I'm going to give this a 9.2. Yeah. Um, and what happens is after she's had sex with all of them and she's <laughs> and then she's kissed Johnny Depp, um, Guy Clinch is walking down the street. He's all upset. He gets into the car that Billy Bob Thornton's already in. He's got a spanner in his hand. He talks to Billy Bob Thornton about how upset he is. Then he leaves. Then Amber yeah. Heard walks down the street. She gets in the car. She's crying for some reason. I guess because she knows it's the day of her death. Yeah, she's, she's wearing the, the dress yeah. and she's seen the car. She everything. looked yeah, in the yeah. mirror and she's like, this is the dress that I wear when I die. It's like, yeah, that's like, totally put it on that's in just, your control. Just don't put it on. Um, she hands him, or oh, he's already got the spanner and Billy Bob Thornton whacks her. Uh, oh, she, of, she asks for it. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she, she says, do it. it. She says, do it. Yeah, um, do and, it. and then, she, yeah, he just cracks her in the head once with a spanner and then one extra big one. One extra. He drags her upstairs and then he dies as well. He takes his final pill, which is always the death pill. Oh, that's right. He has all these pills. One of them is like, ooh, this doesn't taste nice. Vicious. Yeah, yeah. He takes his death pill and at that moment- He also knows he needs to do this to finish the story that he's writing. Right. And and so then he he finishes the story and then he prints it all off and then he he puts the (laughs) manuscript on their dead bodies. We see sort of a time lapse. The color changes in the apartment. Um, Maybe it it might just be one night. Perfect timing for the actual writer who owns this apartment to return home and find their dead body. And we all knew what was going to happen. He walks over to that. He's already smoking a cigarette because this is a film noir. We know he's a real asshole as well yeah, he's, he's a piece really of shit. into like writing and getting a good story yeah he mm. walks over he picks up the manuscript walks back into his writing room and starts yeah. reading the manuscript and that's the end of the movie but <laughs> then we get some dialogue over the credits which is just him on a team on a, interview yeah. promoting his new book yeah and he's claiming that he wrote this book yeah um, he reads an excerpt from it he reads a, one sentence which <laughs> is neither good nor yeah. bad <laughs> and then it cuts to um yeah Guy, it, he, he, he he's talking about the writing process and he's like, uh, you know, blah blah blah, and then and then it does a jump cut to a TV, and it does like a bad static 
effect cuts to him looking yeah, it's down free, the it's barrel a freeze of the frame camera. on static it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a static frame. a static <laughs> shot of static <laughs> yeah and then he's looking down the barrel of the camera on this tv interview show and he just goes by the book <laughs> yeah he by says the buy book. the book and then it cuts to mr talent in bed with his wife and he goes all right and that's the end of the movie <laughs> yeah all right then <laughs> smash, smash cuts away from him like the audio hasn't quite finished of him saying all right and yeah. it cuts away to the credits it was the weirdest ending it's like uh, the sd card so just though. ran out on the on the camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah, also right. this is based on a book so mm. when he looks down the barrel and just yeah, goes by the, the book, book you're like is okay. it the filmmaker saying we know we fucked this movie? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, book yeah. was actually quite good. By the book. Um, what do you reckon, Declan? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. All these movies start good. Always ten minutes. You're like, what's so bad about this? But they always lose so it. They were slow down. This definitely the pace did lose was good. It. Pace, pace was great. Not boring. But it was fun. It was stupid. Very fun. Amber Heard. I don't know if she did a good performance. She did fine. I, I see why people were in love with her. Like she's like super attractive in this movie. Oh, yeah. And and um, yeah. And then you just know that it's. It's it's interesting to watch now, knowing what happens mm. to all these people. Um, Carla Delevingne, Amber Heard, and Johnny Depp all together um, going to court and ruining each other's <laughs> lives. Um, so I give it I, I give it a pretty high rating as well. I think I'm going to go like a seven point one. I still for these movies, it was one of the better ones, and I had a good time. Um, we were laughing out loud. The end, like. To the final moment, we yeah. were like, "What? That rocks!" <laughs> yeah. Just buy the book. All right, cut. Yeah. So good, so and stupid. I don't think my rating would have changed if I watched this by myself no. either. Yeah, I no, think I it's the sort it. of movie I would have been watching, and I would have been like, "Oh my god, I wish we were watching this together so we could talk about it right now." Yeah, because it, it just had so many of those moments. It was amazing. It was by far and away the best, best, and, and, and there's still things that we haven't talked about. So. We watch don't it. have time. Watch it. We don't watch go. it. That's buy, all the book. Buy, yeah, buy the Hard book. Hard recommend. I paid five dollars to watch it in HD on the on the YouTube <laughs> Google Store, so it's worth it. And uh, we'll see you next time for the next truly rotten potato.